Hello and a warm welcome to Translate Stars podcast, a podcast created by language professionals for language professionals. Hi everyone, this is Roberta and today I am, I am with uh, Maria Scheibengraf, Operations Manager at Quizzle Translation Services and English to Spanish SEO Translation Specialist and Content Writer. So thanks for join us, joining us today, Maria. Hi, thanks for having me, Roberta. It's my pleasure. Are you ready for the interview? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ask okay. away. <laughs> Let's get started. So one of my favorite posts uh, of yours describes your experience moving uh, to the UK seven years ago. Um, if there, if there's anyone who doesn't currently follow you on LinkedIn, which I suggest, would you be so kind to summarize it in your own words? Um, yeah, sure. So I, I moved to the UK in November 2014. Um, I had, well, I was 22 years old um, and I had completed four out of five years of my uni course here in, in Argentina as a, to, to become a translator. Um, but I needed a break and I needed to confirm that translation was in in fact my my passion and that's what I wanted to do so I decided to travel abroad um uh, for a year but it ended up being more than that but I, I I moved to the UK um got a job as a waitress um at a hotel in in Chippenhausen um I was I was exploited there um yeah we were made to work like 60 hours a week um it was it was very tough uh, physically and, and mentally. Um, I was pretty depressed. I, I was like um, uh, eating my way out of depression. I put on like 20 kilos. My, my health was very bad. Um, yeah, it was, it was that time. Um, four months of that and I decided I had had enough and I, I moved to London with just my suitcase and... Um, about I think it was 600 pounds in my account which is same as nothing for London but I managed to get a room um, through the friend of a friend who didn't charge me any deposit for it um, yeah it's just in Chiswick as well which is a lovely area of London um, but they only had it available for a month so I stayed there for a month trying to find a job all the jobs I could find were in, in restaurants and bars and I was so tired of that and pretty traumatized so I kept looking and looking and when I wanted to realize it my time had come up for that room that they needed it back um I had barely no money left I remember having 14 pounds in in my account no job and I got um I got offered uh, a job to, to cover for a receptionist a few times um, and that kind of gave me uh, some extra money to keep going. And then I got offered the the job um, as a permanent position, but I had nowhere to live or anything to live on until my first pay slip. So I, I was about to turn it down and I was about to just get a flight back to Argentina on a credit card, finance it some way and get back. And the manager there said, no, don't don't go back. I'm, a, I'm an immigrant as well. And someone helped me when I first came. So you can, you can stay at mine for as long as you need. I'll cover your transport and your food and your living um, um, 
yeah, needs for as long as you need. So I crashed there for um, for about six weeks until I got back on my feet. Um, I am forever grateful to Rico, who's the name of, of this man who helped me out. We became close friends. Um, and then from there, that was in Richmond in London. Um, the whole building was closing down because they were moving to a different city. And I was about to be left out of a job again. But then I had befriended some people at the building and one of them uh, got me an interview for the Times on the Sunday Times um, for their contact centre to, to work in the, in the sales department there. I got the job and I worked there for a few months um, first on the phones and on the chat and then as a manager for the team um, I did marketing sales. Um, well, I mean, I didn't actually do marketing. I just learned a lot about marketing by working in sales there. We sold memberships. That's when I started thinking, oh, I like this. And <laughs> ended up becoming my, my specialization later on. Um, I met my current husband there. Um, what else? And then, yeah, after a year and a half in London, I, I confirmed that I wanted to, to be a translator to work as a translator. So I went back to Argentina, finished my uni course. Um, stayed there for a bit and uh, moved back to London again with my then boyfriend, now husband. Um, I had a kid in 2020 and well, Crystal Translation Services was born at the end of 2016, so it's going to be six years soon. And then since then, I'm now back in Argentina for a few months with my toddler, my husband. Um, we're here so that my kid learns some Spanish and spends time with his family here. And I work from anywhere in the world just with an internet connection. So, yeah, that's more or less the story of my life. <laughs> yeah, oh, what a story, <laughs> if I can say. And so yeah. you said that you learned so much about marketing during your uh, experience at the Times. But um, when did you become interested in SEO translation and content writing? Well, when I came back um, to Argentina to finish the last year of my uni course, I got a job at a um, consultancy agency, a, a public policy consultancy agency. And um, I had worked there before, but this time when I came back, they placed me in the digital department sort of thing. So we, um, we ran the social media accounts for several politicians uh, across the country. Um, when I went in, I remember telling my, my then bosses, I know nothing about this. Why are you doing? Why are you pushing me here? Like, this is this is not going to be good for you. And they were like, don't worry. We know you learn fast. We will put you uh, to work with, with experts. We're going to train you up. And so I got trained in, in digital marketing and social media marketing. And um, around that time, we were building... Um, Grizzle's website. So I've got a programming degree from from my high school. I, I can't, I won't say that I can code because I can't, but I understand about coding and I can build a basic website. Um, and I have taken a few WordPress courses. Since then, I have become a lot more um, experienced in that. But at the time, I had a few courses under my sleeve, uh, some knowledge of programming and coding. So I put up Grizzle's um, website and we were interested in making it rank as, as high as possible um, because we had no budget and SEO is sort of free. <laughs> it's organic traffic that you can drive to your site. So we started learning 
um, tips and tricks to make your website rank higher and that combined with what I was learning about digital marketing and social media marketing and all that through my work um, I started learning about SEO and when we started seeing results for, for Criso and it was actually climbing up the rankings we were like oh wow this does work um, and I started taking more courses and more courses and more courses and then the clients started coming um, with with SEO projects and I said yeah let me have a go at it and I did great and then um, I helped train my colleagues and we started working as a team on SEO projects for agency and direct clients and before you know it six years down the road we we are specialized in it right and so there's the six of you because you are five or six in Criso uh, translation agency if I'm not mistaken yeah so we're four co-founders and we have two um project managers so um the core team is four and then the project managers support with um, admin tasks and everything else that we don't really have time to do one thing that i would do want to point out is that we are not a translation agency um mm -hmm. we we were born as the antithesis of a translation agency we wanted the to, anti <laughs> yeah exactly we wanted to to to, to uh, our identity is based on what a translation agency is and what we are not, basically. So we, we mark ourselves as a hybrid company that's part freelancer, part agency with the best of both worlds. Okay, so um, back to SEO. Um, why do you think every translator should learn more about SEO and also SEA? Well, um, it's in very, very high demand um, globally. First of all, because of what I said, SEO is free and marketers know it and marketers at global companies know it. So a lot of effort goes into uh, crafting very comprehensive SEO strategies. And as part of that, um, SEO localization, SEO translation um, Come, comes into the mix. I mean, if you if you're operating in other countries, um, and it's a very um, it's a very good field to work in if you if you want to make good money because there is good money in that industry. Um, it's also really fun. At least I I love it. It's it's uh, it lets you experiment, and I think it's one of the few fields within the translation industry where your work can get quantitative quantitatively measured um because when it comes to language and translation it's also subjective and there's you've got some guidelines here and there you've got some um you know um, associations telling you what's correct and what isn't correct but at the end of the day it's there's a lot of subjectivity to it however with with seo you either rank or you don't rank so um it's it's a good good and fun way to to get you know feedback <laughs> measurable feedback on what you're doing and i find that really fun uh, but that's my personal take on it um and it combines combines a lot more than just language so it's got uh, it touches on so many different areas it touches on um technology it touches on coding it touches on design it touches on user experience so when you're training seo translation you start learning about all these other things that help seo work and those are skills that you can then transfer onto other areas of your 
of your profession. Mm -hmm. So um, you will be part of our next expert course on ACO localization and content writing. So are you excited? And what will you be focusing on? Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. I'm actually a bit scared because they put me at the beginning of the of the because <laughs> it's it's two weeks, so it's ten days, um, ten working days, two hours a day. I'm in charge of the first three, and then I I come back in on the tenth. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm the one who opens up, so it's it's daunting because I I. I, I usually like to have someone present before me so I can know more or less where the bar is and um, how, how to adapt myself to that. Like it's my responsibility to, to set that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. I'm going to cover um, the basics first because the, the idea of this course is that anyone can join and anyone can leave being an expert in, in SEO. Um, so I'm going to start with the basics and I'm going to gradually build up the, the knowledge. It will get technical at times, but I, I always make sure that I convey the technical information as clearly as possible. I already have a book out on SEO translation and one of the most um, usual pieces of feedback that I get is that I'm, I'm able to put the techie stuff uh, uh, to convey it simply. So I, I plan to do the same thing. And then I will just pass on the floor to, I can't remember if it's uh, David or Alfonso who comes after me, but one of them will take over and, and build on that. Um, and then I'm back on the 10th day with the other two to wrap up the, the whole course. Great. So I'm really looking forward to it. And um, thank you for being with us today. And I'm so glad. Nice. And I, you know, <laughs> see you next time. Yes, thank you so much for your time. And uh, well, everyone, if you're thinking of, um, of starting your training in SEO translation, this is a great opportunity. It's very affordable for the amount of value that you're going to get out of it. You're going to make your money back in one project. So I encourage you to go and, and do it and join us in September. Mm -hmm.